Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and I have been gone for, let's say, slightly over a month, let's just say, maybe like a month and two or three days or something like that, but we are back, and there's a lot to discuss in the world of football, a lot of hirings, firings here of late, uh, coaches that may not have a job next year, but we probably won't get to all that this episode, and we'll probably do a lot of catching up in less, the next several episodes until we get, until we get really caught up, caught up in everything that's going on. Um, in this episode, we'll talk about one team that is looking for a new coach. Well, as of today, it appears the rumors are going around that they might have found themselves a new coach, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith has been fired, as we all know. There's been rumors going around that he could wind up being an offensive coordinator for some organization. Now, no names have come out of what teams are interested in Arthur Smith's services as an offensive coordinator, but it, it appears that it appears that the team has got themselves a new head football coach. And no, it is not Bill Belichick. The rumors are running around that Belichick could be going to Atlanta, but that will not be the case. Rasheem Morris, who is the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, it appears that he will be getting the head coaching position. So congratulations on congratulations on Mr. Morris for getting getting the job, as it appears to be in Atlanta. Now, you got to remember she was the head football coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers several years ago. Didn't quite work out that well. Of course, he probably didn't have the team in place, but he goes from that type of team to a team that Atlanta has a lot of potential. Maybe the quarterback situation has to get straightened out, but again, we will talk about that probably in the next maybe five minutes or so. We'll talk about that as to what that means for the Atlanta Falcons moving moving forward. Um. Also, I want to pick up on a, we haven't talked about the New York Jets lately, and Aaron Rodgers. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit, even when the season's over with, and uh, there was a talk about Aaron actually coming back towards the end of the season. Um, we'll talk about how, we'll talk about how the New York Jets handled that situation, and how I believe the situation was handled correctly. We'll talk about a possible, we'll talk about, I guess the Final Four, if you want to say, we're not talking college basketball, we're talking pro football. We'll talk about the Ravens, Chiefs, Lions, 49ers, the Final Four, and of course the two winners of the conference championship games will head on to the Super Bowl that will be played in February. I believe it's like the second week in February. I believe it might be wrong on that. I know usually the uh, NFL gives uh, you a week off. Of course, you got to build the hype. It's like if you're like a, a wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan or a boxer, you got to build the hype, the hype towards that to that big game, and that's exactly what this is all about. So I believe they will take at least a week off, and, um, and they will do the Super Bowl. So I'm interested to see how that how that turns out. And what I did when I wrote my episode out a while ago was supposed to be for talking about the 49ers and Ravens game and how people were disrespecting the Ravens. And of course, we've all found out the Ravens beat the 49ers, beat them up pretty bad. And could there be a repeat performance? Well, I guess we'll 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 discuss that we'll discuss that as well. And last but not least, we'll talk about the Rams. We talk about they've lost a defensive coordinator, but I'll ask you: Could this have been Sean McVay's best year as a head football coach? That sounds crazy to say because he has won a Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl, but we'll discuss my reasons why this might be his best job yet. As you know, as head football coach of the Rams. Of course, we all know there were rumors going around last year that it might have been his last year. Um, I know Sean uh, was kind of, you know, feeling burnt out. I know he got married not long ago. 
I believe he has a kid on the way. Congratulations to Sean and his lovely bride for you know for that. So we'll we'll talk about that again. I know there's a lot that we got to discuss. We'll talk, we'll have to discuss. You know, Belichick going with the Patriots, Mike Vrabel no longer with the Titans. But we'll we'll discuss all that and we'll catch up on all that with the new new coaching going around. Of the Panthers have hired their um. They are their new uh, head football coach, uh, Dave Casillas, who was the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season. He came from the Seattle Seahawks, where he had a chance to work with Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, and he got Baker Mayfield, a career year for Baker Mayfield. Very much so, it might give Baker a brand new contract for Tampa Bay moving in 2024. So, and they're sure Casillas' job is best is basically to get one Bryce Young up and running. And that's going to be basically his job, and I believe that's what they were looking for to get a, a young head football coach that could work with work with Young and take his game up to another level. Again, Young's going to have, yeah, but again, there's going to be a lot of good drafting, maybe some free agents plug in here and there to to build that offense and build an offensive line to make Bryce Young a better football player, make him more comfortable. But, you know, we'll talk about that in due time. Uh, We'll jump in as we normally start about most of our shows. For the for those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, by all means, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whomever you need to invite. Please, by all means, invite them. Invite them on in. We're all family and friends too. We talk nothing but football. I've always said before, and I'll say again, this is not a religious show. I mean, it's not a political show. This is all about one man's opinion on the role of football. That's basically it. And for those of you from day one, I want to thank you for doing so. And please, again, invite your family, friends, loved ones, neighbors, fellow co-workers, whoever you do invite, please invite them, invite them on in. Uh, before we go any further, I want to personally thank uh, new Facebook followers. Uh, there's a lot. I don't think I can sit here and really cover all the um, the uh, new, new Facebook followers. I can't really, you know... Um, Catch them all, but I do like to thank the you know the small businesses that out there that are giving me that have followed me, um, musicians, bands, um, models. I want to you know I want to certainly reach out and thank you for doing so. Uh, I've had actually crazy sounds. I've had one Hooters, I believe in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that has uh, actually one particular Hooters has followed me all the way in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I greatly appreciate that, and I need to really get back on track on doing these episodes and jumping on and jumping on this podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll get to the point where we'll get to the magic three hundred plateau. That's what we've been gun- that's what we've been gunning for, and um, that's what we'll be aiming for. Um, of course, if you do not hear me on Spotify, or High Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Um, I believe Google Podcasts is, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe I've gotten an email off this, that they will no longer be um, doing Google Podcasts anymore. I think it ends in March, maybe, maybe February. I have to go back and look at my emails, the emails off of that. But um, but again, if you do, it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know, Amazon Music, you know, and you can certainly reach my on Apple as well. Apple Podcast as well. I greatly appreciate those who at least give me a chance to reach out to you guys, gals, and talk nothing but nothing but football. Um, I'm trying to think if I need if I need to 
discuss anything else or bring up anything else? I don't think we do. Let's jump in. We're talking about football. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Let's talk about um, well, we let's talk about them and let's talk about Arthur Smith. As we all know, Arthur Smith was let go by owner Arthur Blank after three years with the uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. Now Arthur Smith, he came over from the Tennessee Titans as its offensive coordinator. He did an outstanding job working with Ryan Tannehill, and of course he had one of the best running backs in the league, Derrick Henry. Pretty solid offensive line that got Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards. He had A.J. He didn't get a chance to work with A.J. Brown. But since he, and again, his job was to help build the offense. The defense, it took a little bit of time. This man sure the defense took strides in improvement. Uh, they spent a lot of money on that on that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, and it did kind of work out a little bit. Um, the best pickup might have been Jesse Bates, former, yeah, former safety from the Cincinnati Bengals. Was probably the best pickup. I think Jesse picked off. I believe it was six passes this past season. So, so again, they did make some strides on defense, but it's like the offense. It took a step back. Now, the quarterback situation has been a has been a problem spot. Last year, they kept going back and forth between Desmond Reader and Taylor Heineke. But to me, this coming season, I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm not sure if I'm going to say that Heineke will probably no longer be with the ball club. I'm sure Desmond will hang around, but will he start? Or will he be a backup? Will it be a trade? Is it going to be a draft? Will it be a draft a quarterback? Again, that's the biggest issue for for Rasheed Morris, who's going to take over, is does he have a quarterback on his roster that he can trust? Now, in the running game, you got Biagi Robinson. you got Tyler Algier. You've got two very solid young running backs. Again, Robinson got off to a pretty decent start, but then he kind of faded. And some people believe that Arthur Smith did not use Robinson to his full potential. And that's and that's a fair assessment to actually make. I believe he didn't. Everybody compared him to a Damon Thomason. That's kind of high praise for a Hall of Famer. And certainly I'm sure those fantasy football people out there were kind of banging their heads on the wall because they thought Robinson was going to be that guy, was going to be that guy. I believe he still can be that guy, but I'm interested to see what Rasheed Morris brings brings to the table. Now, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he run the ball a lot more in 2024 because you have two solid running backs. Now, I think to me, Robinson and Algier may split carries. To me, I think that that would be the right thing to do. I know people think I've lost my ever-loving mind when I say that, but Algier's a pretty solid running back. If not, if not, if I was a guy like Tyler Algier, maybe I want to get out of um, yeah. Get out of Atlanta, go somewhere where I have a chance to be a starting running back, you know, running back somewhere. And Alger has the potential of being a starting running back. Actually, he was, you know, he was him before last until Robinson came along. Now, the biggest thing is, is you got a pretty decent offensive line, but you got, but you got a young receiver, Drake London, who'll be going his third year, who has not maybe lived up to his potential, but a man who has a lot of potential, but he hasn't had that quarterback, and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a rookie year, got 1,000 yards under Matt Ryan, living his final year as a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. But since then, Pitts' numbers have dipped. He's had some injuries. But again, Pitts and London have suffered because they do not have that solid quarterback play. And that is something that Morris is going to have to, and you know, they're going to have to sit down and figure out, do they have a quarterback on that roster? Now, I know rumors have been floating around. Of course, you, you, you love looking at the Internet and the 
the billions of rumors that are out there. One rumor I had maybe that the Atlanta Falcons would be interested in Justin Fields. Since the Chicago Bears are unsure of Fields, their quarterback of the future, they've got the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Caleb Williams' name gets thrown out. I think Drake may have Carolina. His name gets thrown out. I think Jaden Daniels from LSU, his name gets thrown out there as well. I think Caleb is, I think on a lot of people's boards, is probably the number one possibility. Some people think Caleb Williams could get drafted and they may re, just reboot it all over again. And some people feel that Justin Fields, who was at one point in time, if you remember correctly, did play for the University of Georgia. He transferred to Ohio, to Ohio State. So again, there is a connection with Fields and Georgia. There's some experts feel that they should reach out and trade. There was a former wide receiver great, Roddy White, that mentioned that's something that maybe they should pursue. It's not, it's, if, if I'm allowed, why not? I mean, why not get in the, the uh, you know, getting the Bears years? Hey, if you go trade him, what do you want for him? To me, Fields, I think, is better than Reader. He's better than, certainly, Tyler, you know, Taylor Heineke right now. To me, he's better than that. And again, can you imagine him, Fields, run those RPOs with Fields, Algier, Robinson. You do have a Drake London, and you have Kyle Pitts. And you got to remember, some people may scratch their heads as well. Why would Lamb do that? you got to think about it is. Again, D.J. Moore had a 1,000-yard year this past season. And again, D.J. Moore had that number one receiver. You had Cole Komet, who had a pretty good had a career, I think, year this past year. And guess what? Drake London has got the capability of being a 1,000-yard receiver. Then again, Kyle Pitts can be a thousand yard tight end, receiver tight end, because Matt Ryan made that in his rookie year. So yeah, you've got two guys, but yes, you probably need that consistent number two receiver to really get this offense up and running. Now again, there are some guys out there. I know T. Higgins is out there, but I don't see a land on let's say, you know, backing up the backing up the truck to get T. Higgins. I don't see that happening. However, there's a there's a team at a possible former teammate of this out there that would get gone less money, and that would be Tyler Boyd. Boyd, I believe, will be 28, 29 this year. Tyler's still got a few years in him, and Boyd could be a, a very solid number two receiver to go with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Again, I'll put it out there for the Atlanta Falcons. Again, Atlanta spent all their money last year on what defense on the ball. It got better. But again, they can still use a little more of a pass rush. And the rumors I think going around is that that's where they'll be going with the their first pick in this year's draft is to go, go get a pass rusher. Again, there's not much to really do. Again, they do need a quarterback. Whether they whether they trade for one or they use a draft pick on a quarterback. Um, again, the Justin Fields angle doesn't seem like a bad angle, but I'm sure Chicago is going to want the farm for Justin Fields because of what he what they feel he can bring to the table. And it would be interesting if you played the hypothetical of what if if you let's say you traded, which I'm sure it might cost you probably a first round draft pick, let's just say for the sake of argument to get a guy like Justin Fields. Let's say for the sake of argument Atlanta plays along those lines. They bring in Justin Fields. Okay. Let's say they do let's say I play general manager I go get Tyler Boyd, okay? You get Justin Fields, you got Tyler Boyd. The offense will look a thousand times better than it did this past season. Again, improved play on defense. And again, 
let's put yeah again and again. That's for sure. For sure, Rasheed Morris's job is defense. That's what he's used to being on defense side of the ball. And again, I'm sure he has philosophies that he can you know instill into Atlanta and you know make it even a better defense moving up, moving forward. But offensively, if you get the right quarterback, another receiver, Atlanta's fine in that in that regards. It'll be interesting to see who Morris brings in his offensive coordinator again. Again, you know, Atlanta, you gotta think about this. I mean, we've talked about this in pre in previous episodes. Let's look at the NFC South. The Panthers, yes, they've hired a head new football coach, but it's still a young team. It's a young team, and it's gonna still have probably it might have a couple more years to go before it really makes noise. You got the New Orleans Saints, and the New Orleans Saints. You don't know how many players they're going to bring back next year. I mean, Derek Carr, you figure he's still still going to be the quarterback next season. Now, Alvin Kamara, there's been rumors running around that Kamara could get traded, whether that's the case or not. Michael Thomas is not going to be is not going to be back. Now, Chris Olave will be the number one receiver moving into next season. Um, and defensively, yeah, I mean, there probably going to be some changes on the defensive side of the ball, maybe some trades. Uh, you know, Cam Jordan's been there has been a saint from day one. You have to wonder, would they consider trading him? Marcus Lamar, would they consider trading him? Again, the Saints are kind of in that flux right now. Again, Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay did win the division, did, get to play, yeah, did win a playoff game, but did lose in Detroit. But again, they got a lot more out of Baker Mayfield than anybody else would have ever gotten out of Baker Mayfield. Again, you got a pretty decent one quality running back in Rashard White. He did have some ups and downs, but for fantasy football owners out there, yeah, he was he was pretty he was he was consistent enough. But I think White is still fine as the number one running back. I could see maybe you want to get somebody else to help him out to be the number two running back. Give him, you know, I can see that. Mike Evans now Mike Evans is gonna be a free agent this season. Does he come back to Tampa Bay? Does he take his talents elsewhere? Still Godwin's still on the roster, but a Godwin he has a lot of money, you know, in his contract. So you have to wonder, do you move Godwin? Does Mike Evans go out of here? And defensively, they got some veterans on defense that are probably are not going to be back next season. They may be gone. So you don't know what's going to happen in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay could do a rebuilding project. Again, the Saints, you know, the Saints are up and down. So again, it's interesting that that Atlanta could be a team to watch next season if they get a quarterback. And the defense continues to improve. If you can do that, maybe get a number two receiver. If you got to go off just a just a little bit of money to get the number two receiver that can take the pressure off of it, take the pressure off of, of uh, London. If you can do that, who knows? Atlanta may surprise everybody next season and win the NFC South. Now, I can't make that prediction right now because of course you got you got to wait to see what the draft looks like, free agency, and all that. You know, all that moving forward. But to me. Morris and I have got walked into a pretty good situation, I think. Now, now I know a lot of people out there are saying, well, how come they didn't get Belichick? Well, the biggest thing with Belichick is Belichick is going to want his handprints on the team. He's going to want to call the shots. Now, Atlanta's already got a GM, a GM in place. So to me, I can see Belichick and him butting heads on what they want to do as far as free agency, draft, philosophy on the team. I can see that. And again, Belichick has been the coach, I guess you can say coach, maybe slash GM if you want if you want to kind of say that. 
because the Patriots really don't have a technical official G GM. To me, Belichick kind of played both roles, you might as well say. But again, I, I don't know, Belichick I don't think would have been the right fit because it's going to be, because Belichick's going to want to call the shots. And you're, you're a guy that's won six Super Bowl titles. You probably earned that right to call your own shots. Now, the last few years, you know, Belichick has struggled. Again, he struggled at the quarterback position. Mac Jones had a decent, you know, decent rookie year, but he's fallen off since then. And again, but, uh, you know, again, Belichick doesn't have the talent now that he did when he was in his heyday. He doesn't have that talent anymore. There are some talented players on the Patriots teams, but the overall talent is nowhere near what it was in their heyday. Now again, I think, but again, one possibility, some people hope about maybe Mike Rabel could have been a pretty good, pretty good hire for this team. Now, to me, I might have seen Mike being a better hire more so than Belichick. I think I could have seen that and would have been okay with that. Because, I mean, Mike would have had, again, you think about it. Again, now, granted, Mike would have had a problem with the quarterback spot. Again, he's had that problem, I think, the last couple of years with the Tennessee Titans. But, again, he would have had a running game. He would have had an offensive line to work with. Maybe an improving defense. He would have had one receiver, one quality tight end. I mean, Mike, I think, could have stepped in and done, done a pretty decent job. But I think, you know, again, I don't think Mike has. Mike, I think, could have got along with the general manager, and I think that would have been a decent hire. But... They went with uh, Rasheem Morris. Now, Rasheem Morris has been under a tutelage of Sean McFay for the last, you know, last couple of years, and I'm sure he has learned a few things, you know, from McFay. And again, now I'm sure McFay has given a few pointers on his on the way out 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 the door. So this time around, Morris may be very well fit to handle things better than he was in the days when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, again. Atlanta could surprise a lot of people this year. If it's if things are done the right way, heck, they could surprise people in the NFC South. Let's be honest with you. The last couple of years, if you really think about it, Arthur Smith has had him on the cusp. Arthur Smith has had him on the, on the outside looking in on the playoffs, if you really think about it. Now, where they've had some, you know, they faded down the stretch, yes. But again, even Arthur Smith has had him, you know, has had him on the cusp, on the cusp of that. Of that. And again, Again, we've said it before, under the right circumstances, another quarterback, you know, continue improving on defense. Who knows? Atlanta could be the team to beat in this division next in 2024. So, again, even though Arthur might have, in a way, there are some moves, there's no question mark, the question what Arthur did, but, but Arthur had at least maybe kind of going in that right direction. And the next coach that steps in, maybe Morris can take him over the top and get him into the playoffs. And you think about it, it's still a young team. I mean, you got to look at this. Robinson's young. Algiers young. London's young. Pitts is young. You know, I mean, you've got some guys on offense that are young, some veterans. But again, it's still a young team. A young team. Now, they've got some veterans on defense that worked out this past year. But again, it's still a young team. It's a team that's an up-and-coming football team. It's a team that could very well... Take over the NFC South, maybe next season, maybe next season. So again, you think about this. They weren't that again. We just said it a second ago. You gotta remember, this team wasn't that far off from making the playoffs this past year. They kind of faded. Yes, they faded down the stretch. But the 
now Hashim Morris is going to have the going to have the opportunity to see if he can step in and take his team a little further. And for a while, don't be surprised if Atlanta is a team to that might catch a lot of people. I'm not going to say catch people off guard, but they can be a content to be a playoff contender next year. Mark my words, it's a possibility. Again, can they get that quarterback? Can they get that right quarterback? Whether it be I trade for one free agency, whatever the case is. As far as free agency goes, I, I know that Kirk Cousins are probably out there, but I can't see Cousins fitting the Atlanta Falcon mold. I don't see that. But again, maybe you go get Justin Fields. You bring Justin in, let him do the RPOs. He's got he'll have a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent around him. A better offensive line, two quality running backs, one quality receiver, one quality tight end. He can find another receiver out there. Then again, the offense could be set. But again, the question mark is, you have to find an offensive coordinator that can fit the scheme. Whatever Morris's scheme is going to be, is he going to run the football more than throw the football? And as of right now, you've got two talented running backs. But then again, you've got a pretty good receiver. You've got a good tight end. So you need to figure out how to balance that out. And if you can, if you can get a solid quarterback, balance the offense out, continue playing the defense, this team could be a, this team could be a good team for the next few years in this league. But again, the Falcons are actually, are, no, the Falcons are going in the right direction. But again, like everybody in this league, you've got to find that quality quarterback. And that's going to be the issue. Can they do that? If they can do that, I don't think Reader's the answer. And yeah, I don't think the answer is not the answer. They need to find that quarterback. You get that quarterback, this team could be a playoff team. Mark my words on that. But Morris, let's see, let's see if he can continue to get the Falcons going in that direction. And if he does, look for a possible playoff team this coming season. Maybe Atlanta Falcons could be the Detroit Lions of this year. That might be a stretch to say. But let's but let's but let's see. Let's see how that all goes. Now like I said, we'll do a lot of catching up in this episode. We'll talk about we'll talk about the New York Jets and we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Now we all know the rumors going around that Aaron that if the Jets had had stayed in the playoff chase, that Aaron Rodgers was going to make a, a miraculous comeback from the uh, yeah from the torn Achilles. Now, actually, towards in the season, Aaron was actually acting on the practice field throwing some passes, which is remarkable remarkable for any athlete, whether it's Aaron Rodgers. I know that Cam Akers did it. Cam Akers did it a few years ago when the Rams were on the Super Bowl on that Super Bowl run. Akers came back from a you know from an Achilles injury. Now Aaron, now granted Aaron did get the chance to throw on the field, but Aaron wanted to get on the field that badly if if the Jets had been in the playoff chase. Now honestly we all know the Jets did not Make the playoffs, and the biggest reason was was the quarterback play, whether it's Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, whomever was in there. To me, they could have brought Joe Namath, and I don't think it would have mattered. It would have mattered one iota, or even Ken O'Brien. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think. Yeah, they just the offense just was not there. Now, some people blame Nathaniel Hackett. Some people think Hackett should lose his job, but he probably is not going to lose his job. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has. Maybe a little bit of say so, hey, you know, I got hurt on the fourth play of the season. The offense didn't get a chance to get, you know, get revved up and ready to go. Um, 
So again, yeah, we got we gotta give we gotta give Nathaniel a break because of me being hurt. Now, obviously, it would be interesting to see if Aaron had played for the full seventeen games, what they could have done. But again, that's a lot hands ifs and buts if. But my thing was, and I told people this to me, and I told people this, and obviously on previous podcast, my thing with Aaron Rodgers the last few years, he can hurt, he can hurt it more so than he was in the early part of his career. Now, you got to remember, Aaron Rodgers will be 40 years old, if I'm not mistaken, come next season. And you have to wonder how much more does Aaron Rodgers have in the tank. In the tank. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Now, we know, I know Brady stretched, stretched, stretched it out for as long as Brady stretched it out. You know, a few more years, and you got a Super Bowl. Super Bowl out of when he got into his 40s. But with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if Aaron can take the, the Jets to the next level. Now, yes, yeah, I'll admit this. Yes, they got a good young running back in Bryce Hall. Explosive guy. Garrett Wilson's a fine young receiver going to his third season. I think Wilson's still going to be over 1,000 yards again this season with the poor quarterback with the poor quarterback play. I mean, so you have something to work with there. But other than that, the, the receiving play wasn't that good this year. I mean, Wilson had to carry most of the load and tried his very best to do so. And he got to the point where he was getting frustrated because he wasn't getting the ball enough. And there were games where he was kind of a non-factor. Now, Hall is an explosive weapon. He came off with an ACL injury this past season. But, you know, as the season went on, Hall got better and he proved everybody why he was a He's a dangerous weapon that comes from him, a dangerous weapon that Jets had drafted from Iowa State. So, I mean, there's something there to work with. Now, the thing is, is they need to find a number two receiver. Now, with all of her rumors running around, that they would go out and try to pursue Devontae Adams. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Aaron Pierce has got the job on a full-time basis. Now, he's no longer the interim coach for the um, Raiders. He is now the new head football coach. Congratulations, Aaron Pierce. It is well-deserved. He should have gotten the job. But I think Devontae Adams is not going to go nowhere because Devontae is Devontae and Max Crosby have um, have endorsed Aaron Pierce. I don't think that um, Devontae is going to go anywhere whatsoever. So now you have to come to the point where you got to find a consistent number two guy. You still got to work on the, that offense. still got to work on the offensive line. What's a a monoposh, if you want, if you will, on a lot of things that were going on. So, to me, the offensive line got to get straight. It's got to get straight. We got to, got to be healthy. If it's healthy, it may not be. It's not that bad an offensive line if it's healthy. But again, you've got a forty-year-old guy that you got to protect. And the next question that comes to mind is this: Look into the future. Do you look? Is there is there a possibility you go get a quarterback in this year's draft? and groom him to go again. Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. He's not going to be around forever. And you have to wonder, you have to wonder if Aaron comes back, when Aaron comes back in 2024, and again, will he get hurt again? Again, the last few years he has gotten hurt. And again, to me, to me, from the, from the naked eye, when you start getting hurt a lot, in the last few years Aaron Rodgers has gotten dinged up and banged up and has missed some games. I have to wonder if 2024 comes around, will Aaron, yeah, will Aaron miss, will he start missing some more games 
again, I'll put it out there. And if that's the case, I would strongly consider getting a, a quality backup quarterback in this situation. There may be a few that could be floating out there. I don't know the total free agency, you know, who will be out there. But they need to find a decent backup quarterback to, if Aaron happens to go down again, go down again. But we'll see. Again, the Alan Zard, the Alan Zard, they brought him in because he was, you know, because Aaron Rodgers praised him. He didn't play well. Cobb was there. He didn't play well. A lot of guys was like, they went out and got Hardman, Nicole Hardman, right, from Kansas City. That didn't work out. They ended up trading back at Kansas City. So, again, there's, I mean, again, it's, it's Wilson, Hall, were kind of bust. And that's something that has to be worked on. The offensive line, that's got to be worked on. You got a 40-year-old guy. You better get an offensive line. You better find a way to protect this man. Again, defensively, it's a good, it's a pretty good defense. There's a lot of young talent, some veterans thrown in there, but it's a it's a defense that's not bad. If you can get the offensive side of the ball fixed, if Aaron Rodgers play is play can can play like Aaron Rodgers is capable of playing, I wouldn't rule out the Jets next season in 2024. Don't rule them out. Now, granted, Buffalo, I know Buffalo's going to have some issues. They've got some, they're going to have some free agency that they're going to have to try to, you know, work around and correct. And, you know, but we'll talk about Buffalo at a later date. Miami, Miami's offense is fine, but their, yeah, their defense, they've got rid of, they've already, they've already fired Vic Van, uh, Banjo, and Banjo's already appears to have a, appears to be going on with the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. So again, the defense, there'll be a new defensive coordinator this year. But the defense didn't play, had stretches where it played well, but then again, it had stretches where it gave up yeah, a lot of passing yards. But again, it's a, it's, a, it's a defense that has talent on it. Injuries did catch up to it, but it does have talent on it. So to me, Miami would probably still be a contender. Buffalo, I still wouldn't rule Buffalo out. I got to see what they do in the free agency. The Patriots... The Patriots are probably going to still be in the cellar. But again, but the Jets could be an interesting fit. If they continue to play well defensively, they can get the, if Aaron stays healthy, they get the offense kind of fixed. I wouldn't rule out the Jets in 2024 either. But for the speculation of Aaron was going to come back, no. Aaron was not going to come back. I don't care if the, if the Jets were in the playoffs, were on the cup, were in playoff contention, or get ready to make the playoffs. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have came back at all, period, end of the story. As much as Aaron Rodgers might want you to believe, to believe, or the Jets brass want you to believe it, no. I never thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come back at all whatsoever. It was the right thing to do to let Aaron sit out the rest of, to sit out the rest of the year. I mean, I think it was a noble effort on Aaron's part to try his very best to get back as quick as he can from the injury he had. And again, we all know modern medicine nowadays is amazing. And sometimes there can be times where it's the will of the athlete or the will of the person that may push yourself to get back as quick as possible. As quick as possible. Now, I'm sure Aaron has a strong will, and that's why he wanted to get back as quick as possible because he felt that he let his team down because he only played four snaps over the hill on this past season. And for that, I get, I understand, and I understand Aaron's point of view on that. I'm sure Aaron, in the back of the mind. And I'm sure he's probably come out publicly and said it that he's probably he felt it's kind of his fault because yeah, because if he'd have been healthy for a full seventeen games, maybe maybe things would have been different. And who knows? Maybe, maybe not. 
But again, but for the Jets, the Jets did the right thing. There was no sense even putting Aaron Rodgers out there at all whatsoever, even if they're in the playoff spot. You got uh, you got next season trying to run four. Aaron's had a full off season to get even stronger and better and better. And for Aaron, the pressure is going to be on Aaron Rodgers even more this year because he only played four snaps. Aaron's going to have to play a full 17 games and put up solid numbers. He's going to have to do that because if he doesn't, he's going to have the Boo Birds louder on him in New York than they maybe they ever did in Green Bay. But again, the pressure goes on Aaron, and Aaron's going to have to stay healthy. I know it's hard for anybody to stay healthy in the NFL because it's a 17-game stretch, and if you make the playoffs and you go to the Super Bowl, that's even longer, and your body does take a beating. But for Aaron, pressure goes on him next season. He's going to have to. He's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to find some way, shape, or form. He's going to have the full 17 games. He's going to have to be an MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to have to get his team into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs on top of that. Sure, I'm sure New York would love a Super Bowl. The Jets haven't had one since Super Bowl three and Joe Namath. I'm sure they would love that. And again, I don't know if Aaron can give that to them. Could he get in the playoffs? It's possible. But again, Aaron's going Aaron's to have to be MVP Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. He's got to play like that. He's going to have to get these guys deep into the playoffs. And he's got he's to play well in the playoffs. And that's been the biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers. He had, there's times he has not played well in the playoffs. And Aaron's going to have to play his best ball all next season for the, for, the, for the Jets to get their investment back. Because if he doesn't, if he, let's say he gets hurt again or he plays poorly, then in New York, you, know, you have to wonder, there's going to be a lot of changes in 2025. Mark my words on that. Everybody appears to be coming back, but again, if Aaron does not, if Aaron does not play well next season, a lot of people are going to lose, going to lose their job. And who knows, Aaron? Who knows? Come 2025, Aaron could be out the door. New coach, <laughs> new coordinators. Whole team is going to be. The team could be. I'm not going to say the whole team will get blown up. But you might have a new GM on top of that too. And again, and for the New York Jets faithful, if something will get done this year, then yeah, then you will be shrugging your shoulders and you'll have to go through once again, you know, once again, banging ahead of the wall saying, What do we have to do to be world champs? Now let's talk about the Final four, I guess. And like I said, we're not talking about college basketball. We're talking about who is left as far as the uh, final four goes. Now, when I did this, when I wrote this episode out, of course I wrote this out probably, like I said, about a month ago. Point being, we're talking about the game between the Ravens and the 49ers and the Ravens kind of beat up on the 49ers. Now, now looking ahead and looking ahead to the conference games, you've got the 49ers and you got Detroit. Now, Again, Detroit has played. Yeah, Detroit has played well thus far in the playoffs. And the 49ers struggled, barely got by the Green Bay Packers. Now, again, with with it, I said both of them have solid money games. David Montgomery, you got Gibbs, you got Christian McCaffrey, who some feel is in the, the running for the MVP, and we'll probably get that in a future episode. Again. 
You got Lamar Jackson, you know, some who I'm not giving the edge over Brock Purdy. Now, again, Brock kind of struggled, but when he needed to step, they step his game up against Green Bay, he did so. Now, Lamar, Lamar has not had any, hasn't had a great track record in the playoffs, and he played well this past week, and he got into the AFC Championship game. Now, he has a tough task against Kansas City. Now, Kansas City's defense is playing its best ball that it has in several years. And to me, it's more like the defense than more so than Patrick Mahomes. But, again, I'm not going to rule out. Again, you have to, to me, the 49ers, they can be beat. Detroit has a good running game. Detroit has kind of struggled that time. Now, excuse me. The 49ers have struggled at times against the run. But then again, Detroit, I'm not really sold on Detroit's defense. They, they do give a lot of passing yards through the air. You got Brandon Ayuk. I know Debo is questionable because of a shoulder injury. Um, you still got George Kittle. And McCaffrey's a dangerous weapon out of the backfield. So to me, I think if Detroit can't get their pass defense straightened out, I think the 49ers could have a field day off the bat. If Debo is healthy, they could have a field day, and it could be a long day at the office for the Detroit Lions. Now, the 49ers, their defense has not been up to par. And again, I'm interested to see if they can stop the running game. Again, Goff, now again, Goff knows the 49ers really well because he played them a lot of bit when they were in conference and then at the same conference. So Goff knows the 49ers, kind of knows their system, knows what they're capable of doing. So again, it gets to be interesting. But again, I would still take the 49ers right now. I still think, I still think this is the time for the 49ers. This is kind of those now and never type of thing. You spend all that money, you make those trades, this has got to be the here and now for the 49ers to step up and win and win. They have, they have to do so. Because if they don't, because if they don't win this year, then you have to wonder, then you have to wonder, you have to wonder, I don't think the 49ers would actually blow up the team, but you got to wonder how many more opportunities are the 49ers going to get. And that's that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. For Detroit, Detroit still has a young team. And it still has me. It still has. It's got some veteran players. It's got some youth. But again, for them, they are going to only get better and better as time goes on. Again, for golf, you have to wonder. You have to wonder. I know they drafted you know, Harrod and Hooker from uh, Tennessee. You have to wonder. I don't think next season, but maybe in 2025, does Hooker take over as the quarterback for this franchise for the future? Or does golf get a contract with someone down the road? It's interesting to see how, how it's going to go. Well, like I said, Dan Campbell's done an outstanding job. Has done an outstanding job of what, what he's you know what he's done with Detroit, taking them from yeah from one of the worst teams in the league to a team that's on the cusp of maybe reaching the Super Bowl. So it's an outstanding job that Dan Campbell has done. Now for the Ravens, you got to look at this way: the Ravens, the Ravens defense has gotten back to where it used to be, and that was the big issue with the Ravens was their defense. Now. Lamar got a lot of money this offseason, and he has played an MVP-like ball. Now, again, you can make the argument Lamar should be MVP, or he shouldn't be MVP. But, but again, Lamar has played well enough. There's games where he hasn't played great. But, again, the Ravens are number one ranked, you know, number one ranked, you know, in the uh, AFC. For Kansas City, Kansas City had to go a different path. Kansas City had to rework the offensive line. They had to run the football more. They had to play defense. Again, that's something that's kind of unheard of. 
Kansas City playing defense, Kansas City running the football. That's not Kansas City, but that's what they've had to play this year. Again, again, the receiving core has not been the greatest in the world for the uh, for the Chiefs. Now, Rashard now now Rashard Rice has played has played well the last several weeks, and it appears they might have a number one receiver in the future in him. Yes, Travis Kelsey is still there, and Travis will be thirty five, I believe, next season. Now, Travis says he is he will be back next season, but you got to wonder how much long can, is Travis Kelsey going to go go on? Again. But then the Kansas City, you have to wonder how many more times, how many more opportunities are, are Kansas Chiefs are going to have to, you know, reach the AFC Championship or go back to the Super Bowl. Now, to me, a lot of people feel that feel that this is going to be a possible rematch between the Ravens and the 49ers. But for some reason, I wouldn't count the Chiefs out. Andy Reid is a, is a good football football coach, and these guys have been in this situation before. Again, defensively, defensively. The Ravens are playing are playing much better ball than they had the previous two years defensively. But you got but again, it's still Mahomes out there. And it's still it's it still worries me as long as long as Patrick Mahomes is in that huddle for the other football team, it is a concern to me. Again, yeah, I get it. Other than maybe Rice and Kelsey, nobody else really scares you. But Shanko's done an outstanding job of running the football, running the football, and I think they're gonna have to do that again. The Ravens, now again. I can go back and forth all day long who I think is going to win this game. Ravens, Chiefs, Ravens, Chiefs. We can go back and forth all day long on this answer. But to be honest with you, for right now, yes, I'll still think the 49ers. And for right now, I'll give the Ravens probably just as small as the edge of the Chiefs. Because again, I'm interested to see can Lamar do it one more time? Can yeah, will Lamar play like he did this past week? Or will Lamar go back to being being what he was in previous playoff experience experiences? And yeah, and stink up the joint, and that's my, my concern with Lamar Jackson. Now, again, the running game, again, the running game. Really, if you think about it, the running game, has not blown you off the water for the Ravens this year. At least in my mind, in my eyes, it hasn't done that. Lamar's had to throw the football more. Again, you've got I know Odell's there. Odell's there. I know Bateman is there. Um, but to me, Zay Flowers has been their best weapon. And they did get some good news on the front that there's a possibility that Mark Andrews may be back for this game, which would be great news, you know, great news for the Ravens. But again, but he's been sitting out for several weeks now. And of course, I'm sure Mark's going to have to get back into football shape. Yeah, he's going to be a lot. It's, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to blow the roof off the joint and get back out there. His first game back out in several weeks. But it's good news that his security blanket, Mark Andrews, is back out there. Now again, Kansas, like I said, Kansas' defense is better than it has been in the last several years. So it, it, it's be interesting to see what this team can do can do moving uh, moving forward. I'm interested to see what you know what Kansas' defense what was their strategy to stop is going to stop Lamar Jackson. Now Lamar's had some success against the Chiefs in the past, not great amount of success, but he's had some success. But to me. Yes, it does. It, it kind of gears up one more time. It's going to gear up one more time to maybe, could there be a rematch between the 49ers and the Ravens on the horizon? Yes, it, 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 to me, that's what it's gearing towards. Now, I joke somebody in my, work, in my workplace, and I joke with them. I said, wouldn't it be funny to Kansas City and Detroit, you know, to sh- screw this all up and they end up winning the games? I mean, would I be surprised? Not really. I wouldn't be that surprised if they did pull it off. 
but I think it's it's all gearing towards Ravens, 49ers, and another matchup. Now, again, let's just say for the sake of argument, that's what happens here. Who wins this time around? You know, again, the Ravens had a great strategy. Again, the bottom line is you got to stop Christian McCaffrey, and that's the biggest thing. If you stop Christian McCaffrey, put the pressure on Brock Purdy. I mean, to me, that's 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 the strategy the Ravens or any defense is going to do is stop McCaffrey, put the pressure on Purdy. Well, guess what? A lot of people haven't really stopped Christian McCaffrey that much this year. So, but again, the, the X factor of the whole thing is is Debo Samuel. He's the X factor. The offense is dangerous when Debo's in there, and it's kind of it's not that spectacular when he's not in there. And again, there's stats to actually back back that up. Look him up. So, again, Debo may be the wild card in all this. If Debo is healthy or can be on that field, be on that field, then, again, it changes things. It can, it can change things. Because Debo can do a little, you know, Debo, you know, Debo, you can line Debo up in the backfield. You can round some Debo. You can do a lot of things with Debo. He is a dangerous weapon. And like I said, his stats have backed it up to the point where if he's in there, you know. Now, I with again, the thing is the second secondary. You know, it has some has ups and downs. Again, Odell isn't scared him like he once did. I'm not scared of Bateman. Zay the one guy that scares me because Zay can fly past you and he runs out of bounds. Now again, Zay to me, the receivers for the Baltimore don't really scare me that much. I mean, I know this sounds crazy to say, but I'm not really scared of Barrow. I'm more scared of Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. I'm more scared of those guys. I'm more scared of Christian McCaffrey. Now, I'd be more scared of Lamar than Brock Purdy, but again, to me, I'm more scared if Debo's playing and he's healthy, I'm more scared of the 49ers offensively than I am Baltimore right now. Defensively, 49ers had a pretty solid defense the last few years. To me, this past season's kind of slipped a little bit. The Ravens, they've gotten back. So it gets to be very interesting. Again, if we're getting down to special teams, well, you got one of the greatest kickers in the history of this game, Justin Tucker. I'll take Tucker over Mooney if we get out of that situation. So I'm not going to I'm not going to make the ultimate Super Bowl prediction right now, but I'm going to be honest with you. Again, I'm not a gambling man myself, but if I had to if I had to base I had to bet on it, put my money on this, I still think the 49ers find a way to some way, shape, or form stop Lamar a whole or keep Lamar at bay a little bit. I think the Ravens can do enough running the football. So to me, in my opinion, I think the four, this is the year that the 49ers finally get it done. This is where they have to get it done. Now, for Lamar, he could probably possibly, it appears he may win MVP. It's possible. At least that's the way he's looking in this person's eye. People are saying that. And to me, the Ravens. Again, the Ravens have got veterans. And again, you have to wonder, or some of those veterans get traded early next year. But again, Lamar's there for the long haul. The running game, uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins may be gone. You have to wonder if Gus will be back next year. That's another thing. The running game might look different. Could you bring Odell back? I don't know. That's a question mark. Because again, Zay, yeah, I mean, Andrew's back. Andrew's, you know, Mars come back. And, you know, Flowers. But you have to look at the rest of the receiving core. Again, come next season, the Ravens could be a different, are probably a different look. You might have Lamar, a different running game, maybe Zay and Andrews, and again with the Ravens, who knows? 
They could be on the outside looking in, but the 49ers, it's a different ball game. The 49ers still have Locke. Miami Catholic don't know what to do. Bobby at Duke around. Miami, they're still hanging around. They'll still have some pieces to the puzzle that's still there. The 49ers might have maybe another year in them. But to me, this year the 49ers have got to step up, take this, take it by the third, and say this is our year, no matter what. To me, if I'm you, if I got to be that, I still got this feeling that the 49ers struggled, but I think the 49ers are going to come back this week, you know, show Detroit what they're made of, and then whether it's the Ravens or the Chiefs, I think they show them what they really are. And I think, I think the 49ers are going to be in Super Bowl champs once again. And for the very last thing, we talked about, and people might say I lost my mind, could this be Sean McFay's best year as a coach of the Rams? Now, I know you're saying to yourself, well, John, um, didn't, didn't the Rams win a Super Bowl a few years ago? Don't you think that'd be his best coaching job? Well, yes, you can make that assessment. But let's take a look. Compare that team to this team. And you really can't because that Ram team had all-stars. You had Matthew Strapp in his first year. Okay, the running game might have been so-so. Cooper Cup had a career, I think, yeah, had a great year that year, okay? You had that going for you. The defense was a lot. The defense was probably like a top-ten defense that year, too. You had, you had what, Aaron Donalds, Jalen Ramsey's, Vaughn Miller's were on that team as well that year, too. But again, let's, let's, let's fast-forward this, okay? Yes, Stratford was still there, but Stratford had struggled, had struggled last year, and injuries, injuries caught up to Stratford again. But again, Stratford played, played pretty good ball this year. The running game wasn't hitting on much, and then, you know, then Kyron Williams comes in from out of the University of Notre Dame, and he made the running game respectable this year, okay? Yes, you had Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup was injured a lot this year. But they found some guy in the fifth round at Nakuru, yeah, who played out of his gore. They found a consistent number two to go along with Cup. Now the offensive line, we have we have made a lot of cracks on the offensive line. At least on this podcast and others have made that as assumption as well. But again, the offensive line played much better than they had the last couple of years. Not saying it still can't use some, you know, some adjustment. But he's played better. And defensively, there is no Jalen Ramsey. He got traded. And again, when Jalen Ramsey got traded and others left, it was like, oh my gosh, the Rams are rebuilding. Well, they didn't rebuild. Again, the whole thing is, the one thing the Rams had this year that they had had the previous year were actual draft picks. I mean, with all the, with all the, we went out and got Vaughn Miller, we got this player, we went out and got that player, we traded our draft pick, we traded or for Matthew Stratford, you gotta remember they traded the first was the first and third round pick to get to get Matthew Stratford away from Detroit. Now, again, again you can make this again, you can sit back and say, well, why did you have those draft picks? Well, it did get him it did get him a world championship, which that's the name of the game in football, is to hold him to the trophy. The Rams did that. But the problem is you did that and then it kind of cost you years later because you had to rebuild. Well, this past year, they, they actually had a draft. They had, they had some draft picks. And some of those draft picks actually, you know, ended up playing fairly well for them this year to make their, you know, to make their, you know, it moving forward. Now, 
Matthew will be back next season, but you have to wonder, Matthew, I think he's going to be about 36, 37 years old. It's hard to believe Matthew has to be that old. So, again, good look at a quarterback for the future. I know they drafted with Stinson Bennett, who they thought could be that quarterback of the future. But now I think that's in question. You have Williams who come back next year. Um, Cup will be back. Uh, you know, certainly the crew will be back next year. I know Higby got hurt uh, towards ACL, I believe, late in the year. So he might not be back. The offensive line can use still a little bit of improvement. The defense, again, yes, Aaron Donald will be back again. But again, the defense has made some strides improvement. I can still see maybe some more players in the secondary, some more pass rushers. But again, the Rams, again, I know the Rams in the division with the 49ers. They're in the division with Seattle. Remember, Pete Carroll's gone. You don't know how that situation is going to end up. And the Cardinals, they still got a ways to go. So, again, it wouldn't be without the stretch of possibility that the Rams could, again, be a wild-card team next year. I still think the 49ers have maybe probably another year in them to run that division. I mean, even though with Pete Carroll gone, there's talent there in Seattle to be contenders. But, again, I wouldn't put it past the Rams to at least get past Seattle. Now, I don't know if they'll get past the 49ers, but they have the tools there to get past it. And for, again, for Sean McFay, Sean McFay didn't have the talent that he had. Yeah. He didn't have the, he had a lot more talent on that Super Bowl team than he did on this team. But he got this team, this year's team, to the playoffs somehow. And to me, that shows the mark of an excellent football coach. And again, Sean did an outstanding job. And this is for a guy who was thinking at one point in time that he was going to retire, that he was going to win, you know, he might have gone to the broadcast booth. That possibly, that was a rumor that was sitting out there. But again, he did not do so. Again, I mean, you got to look at even Aaron Donald thinking about retirement. I think there wasn't even rumor going on. I don't think that even Stratford was thinking about, you know, stepping step away because of, because of injuries. But again, I still think this might have been Sean DeFay's best year. Now, I don't think Sean's going to be, he's not going to be the coach of the year. To me, my regard goes to DeMarco Lyons for the outstanding job he did with the Texans. The Texans were like one of the worst teams in the league last year and got into the playoffs this year. So to me, DeMarco's got my vote no matter what. But for Sean McFay, I think this is the, maybe the best coaching job he's done with this team because the talent, it's, there is some talent. It's, it's still young talent on that team. And again, Sean McFay, Lesney, and the Brass did an outstanding job because guess what? They had draft picks, and that became a benefactor to the Rams moving forward. And you've got to have young talent. They drafted young talent. So again, next year, here we go again next year, they should have a plentiful full of draft picks next year. And again, with McFay and with Snee, can they build upon that draft? And if you do build upon that draft, then again, the Rams could get better could be, you know, they could really be a playoff team again next year. And maybe by 2025, maybe they get back to being in the division winners. So again, the Rams are moving the right direction. And that's the biggest thing. I know it's hard to say, well, what is draft, draft picks? Take a look at the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers for years and upon years have built off of the draft. Heck, the Patriots did that for years. They built off the drafts. They made themselves world champions six different six times over. So again, for the Rams, let's just say this much. They're making they're moving the right direction. And I think Sean did an outstanding job this year of dealing, you know, of the talent that he had.
again, nobody really gave the Rams that much credit. People think the Rams division was maybe third at best in that division. They did. But again, they succeeded their expectations. They made the playoffs. And again, they could really make the playoffs again in 2024. 